Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On The Reviews podcast, where if you want to review it. My name's DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of movie news, some TV news, and some trailers and all that good stuff there. So today, of course, is episode 105, episode of Dreams, and all the other things you could think of. So a couple things that's in there. First up, of course, is the thumbs up, thumbs down. I go over a couple things that's coming to news and limelight and give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs all the way around in the circle. So the first thing I have here is this movie that's coming to HBO film, which is going to be a story of sorts about George Santos, the recently um, evicted or expelled, expelled, expelled representative for New York. Which is crazy to think that he just got expelled, and now he has a movie coming out about him. So I guess they want to bring some light and shine to it. I don't know. This movie concept feels like it's trying to portray George Santos as Leonardo DiCaprio in Catch Me If You Can, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> I give this thing a thumbs down. It's it's a horrible concept. Just in general, I, I don't want to hear more about this guy's story in general. Um, when you think about it, it's described as a Gatsby-esque drain of a man from nowhere who exploited the system, waged war on truth, and swindled one of the wealthiest districts in the country to achieve his American dream. Uh, does it seem like something to be interesting? Barely. But at the same time, you got to think about what I want to see a movie that portrays this person, that hasn't done amazing things at all. He's done crazy and wild things and really just lied about everything. And the only thing that amazes me is that they got so far to get um, elected. That That's the part that does amaze me and the fact that no one fact-checked anything this person said, but you got to think about the state of the world today anyway, that I can see this person get up there but still yet, I, I prefer not to watch this movie. It just it feels like it's going to be horrible. I feel like it's going to... I wonder who's going to be the, the the driving force behind the whole thing. Is it going to be like a biopic? Is it going to be like a fictional story of sorts? Um, who knows? So we'll see what's going on with it. But for me, yeah, I, I give this one a, a thumbs down. It's, it's one of the things where I'm good. This... It feels like, yeah, it's cool to see exactly where the story would go um, under some direction of someone else. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, it's, it feels like I don't need to know how it led up to this point here. It just feels like any other story of any other politician that comes there that isn't exactly fully truthful. So for me, it was, I'm good. So, so for me, thumbs down, all the way down. You can put this somewhere and I'll be okay with it. I don't need to see the, the light of day of this whole movie in general. So yeah, thumbs down for me. So the next thing I have here is the Furiosa trailer. So this is a prequel to the Mad Max Fury Road movie, which I'm I'm okay with it. But at the same time, I, I kind of want Charlize Theron to be there. You have um, Anna T- um, Taylor-Joy. It's actually going to be the prequel character for Furiosa. Which, she's a fine actress. I, I just feel like, since I've seen Furiosa being played by Charlize Theron, I kind of see her do it again. 
but understandably, because it's a prequel, so you can't do, well, you shouldn't do a CG uh, version of her, or even some kind of de-agent factor, because even now, it, this feels like our de-agent isn't as strong as it could be, um, so yeah, you can always just recast, but I don't know. It's one of the things where, do you want to see a prequel of her story before that point? Not really. I don't need to go backwards. I'd rather just go forwards, continue the story in general, and just have to where you tell more of Furiosa's story after uh, the events of Mad Max Free Road, and just go forth with that. I think it'd be a cool concept the, the, to hear more about the prequels, but at the same time, I kind of know this is the problem with prequels. And I, I normally am okay with prequels in general. But when you think about prequels, it's always going to be the point where you know where it's going to end. So there's no real fear for this character. You know where she's going to end up anyway. Yes, it does give a little nod and a little wink-wink here and there. But I've always been a person that I'm okay with not getting a prequel. I'm okay with continuing the story or just rebooting the whole thing in general. Because when you do a prequel story, you're basically tying your hands to whatever you made for that other franch- other um, property you made for that franchise in general. So now you're like, you have to do this, you have to do that, because you already did it in later films anyway. And if you don't do it that way, then now you have a loophole of sorts where it's not fully traceable by your other movie that you had that was in the feature. So it just, for me, I, I'm okay with not having it. But... Just based off this trailer alone, does it make me feel like I want to see the movie? A, a little bit. Uh, I, I think virtually, uh, not virtually, I think um, when it comes down to graphics, it looks amazing. I think just for, um, cinematography alone just sounds, just looks great in general. Um, Sound-wise, I didn't hear too much of it. It feels like a, a regular normal Mad Max movie in general. Um, seeing Chris Helmsworth as the villain, I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm used to seeing him as heroes, so I would like to see his rendition as a villain as well. It, feel, it feels like he's a run-of-the-mill kind of villain. It, it didn't show off too much of his devious side, but in, in general, that's how it is for Mad Max movies anyway. Um, so it's more or less, more or less like a um, mustache-twirling villain, so... When I saw him, I was like, oh, that, that seems fine. It, it didn't look like Chris Hemsworth, super Hemsworth, but I'm fine with that too. Be able to um, disguise yourself in a role is perfectly fine for me too. Um, so I'm okay with that. But in general, would I give this thumbs up, thumbs down? I say thumbs in the middle. Only because I'm okay with the concept of this movie. I'm just rather have Charlize Theron play her do a sequel of the whole thing. Um, I'm okay with not doing this prequel, but I'm okay why they did it. Because in general, you want to milk your your cow as much as you can and telling the story about this one character. Though I kind of wish it was really a sequel, not a prequel. And again, I don't don't care where she came from, to be honest. It's one of those things where I'm like, "Uh, do I need to hear about the story? No. And when they mentioned it, that was like, oh, 45 years ago. So now I got to think, all right, for 45 years ago, this here, you got to think about the timeline and say, all right, so how old is she in Mad Max Ray Road? 
is she this age that they're trying to play off of, or if she's that age? I, I just see exactly what what age is she in this movie. To be honest, who knows? But um, just in general, the cast looks pretty decent. When you see the the movie itself, it feels like um, one of the other Mad Max movies. So I, I think it will be perfectly fine in the the whole franchise in general. So I, I want to see exactly where it goes from it, but I'm not super thrilled in general. So I think that's my, my stance on it. So for me, Thumbs Middle is where I lay with this movie of Furiosa and the trailer in general. It, it didn't not get me excited, but it also didn't not turn me off as well. So yeah, Thumbs Middle. The next thing I have here is Will Smith was talking through a couple of things. Um, the first thing was a conversation about I Am Legend and the possibility of a sequel, which he said he's going to talk, he's in talks with right now with Michael B. Jordan. And this happened at the Red Sea International Film Festival that happened in Jeddah, um, Saudi Arabia, which um, when you hear about the thought process of I Am Legend Part 2, and basically what he said was, it will continue the story from the alternate scene that happened in I Am Legend. Um, so if you haven't watched I Am Legend, how dare you? You should go back and watch it. But I'm kind of spoiling the end of it because at the end, the character of, um, I believe it's Neville? I believe his character um, dies at the end because he, he blows himself up to save the, the, fam- the, the, the lady that came there with her, with her son. And for him to for them to take the cure over to wherever place they're going to, uh, which happened to be one of the last places where they're able to be safe, basically. So that that's basically what happened in, in the movie at the end of it. So this one here, the alternate version of it, is where he actually gives back the the woman he took away from the other, not really zombie like character. It's kind of zombie like characters. Um, but it's more like the sickly characters because they, they, people said vampires, but it wasn't like vampires because these people were, were different in general. So we had those kind of folks, those not day walkers, night walkers. We call them night walkers. We say night walkers. That's, that's the name we call it. So basically that's what happened there. Um, so that's the premise they're going to go off of. They're going to continue that story where after he gives back the girl, they all leave and disperse from the house which for me i've seen a lot of comments online where it's like oh that's the better ending for the movie i, I think no i don't need to be that don't, don't need to be the end of the movie I, I feel that that to me just feels like a weaker version and i'm glad they went with the version they went with for the movie in theatrical release just because at the end of the day that that scene there is a pivotal moment where he sees the butterfly, he sees connection, he wants to save everyone. And with the alternate edition, I feel like that took a step back. Because yes, um, in alternate version, you can say, oh, well, he found his humanity because you, you notice the other folks there aren't as bad, but they're still bad anyway. Because trust and believe, they was taking out everybody. So uh, I'm good. It's, just, it's uh, something to be... Um, helped out with so I think at the end of the movie it it did perfectly fine but yeah he's talking about Michael B. Jordan about continuing that story of 
them being in unison, I guess. I, I don't know how would they do it. Because at, at the alternate version, he lives. Um, Will Smith's characters live. So I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about the continuation of a story where Will Smith's character lives and uh, he has a cure for, for what uh, all purposes. He has a cure on him. So what do you do in that scenario? Do you now leave the house that you've been in for a while that you have the cure? Do you try to do something else somewhere else? I feel like for me, trying to figure out a story from there just feels wasteful. Which I'm going to talk later about. Um, the question of today will be um, my thoughts on, on sequels in general. Um, in, in general. So that should be fun, a conversation. So when I think about it, would I want to see a I Am Legend Part 2 that comes off the heels of him living in a world with those Nightwalkers? Um, no, not really. To be honest. I'm good. It feels like you've built your movie in general for him against them all, trying to cure them. And looking at them and saying, I could cure you. I had the cure to make sure you come back to how you was before the the sickness came out and hurt everybody or changed everybody, basically. So it felt like it's... I, I don't want to see a movie about that. We'll see, though. If they come up with a, a good story, I might watch it. It might be interesting. But I feel like... What would you make of it, to be honest? Well, would you make it to the point where they try to live in unison in one world or what you have where he's trying to get out and the faction has some other folks to want to go against whatever they had in peace of sort, some sort. You even think about it right now, it's just, it feels like a story like, ah, eh, it's not something we want to tell. It just, it's something that it's not worth the time and effort to put into it. You should create something that's different. You should create something that can talk about how his actions on that day has ripple effect down the whole timeline, whatever have you. If I do I Am Legend Part 2 and it's continuation from the theatrical release and they've gone to the the, um, safe house, whatever, safe zone, whatever, go from there. Because I I feel like that's a better storyline. You could decide where they're there. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is trying to get that cure to everyone else. And then, you know, craziness ensues, you know, going from safe zone to safe zone and trying to make sure that it is not being destroyed of sorts or not being used in, in a bad way, whatever have you. That's a better storyline. So hopefully to go with that. Hopefully to see what's going on with it and hope it's right. So for that one, I give a a thumbs three quarters way down only because I'm not exactly sure what kind of story would they do based off of this alternate ending of a movie. So we'll see. But yeah, three quarters away down for me. The next thing I have here is Halo, the Halo TV series. It's going to season two. So Halo has a special place in my heart. I'm not going to lie. At the, at the end of the day, I, I went over from PlayStation to Xbox only because it had Halo. And I played Halo 1, 2, and 3 like no one's business. Um, day in, day out, campaign mode, 
played in all difficulties, went up to Legendary, crushed that as well, and then, of course, you know, going online, playing online versus all day long. So when I saw that there was a Halo TV series coming out, I was ecstatic. I'm not going to lie to you. Super ecstatic. I was like, yo, this is going to be dope. I can't wait for it. And then it hit. And boy, oh boy. They, they really decided to do some liberties, which I'm okay if you do some creative liberties. I'm perfectly fine because at the end of the day, as long as your story makes sense, as long as it fits whatever you're trying to tell, not everything from the comic world or video game world can work on the big screen. That's understandable. Even if it's a medium-sized screen, like the TV, TV screen in general. But now these days, these TV screens are spending more money than movies in general. So, I, I've seen, I think, like one episode. But then I've read up on it here and there to make sure I'm not too far out the loop. And I don't like it. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of this first season. And the fact that they kept on taking off his mask was something that annoyed me. Um, I, I, I've played enough Halo games to know that that's the one thing that Master Chief is known for, is to keep his helmet on. You've never seen his face. Do you want to see his face? No. Not even thought a process of, oh, I want to see his face. I'm like, no, keep your mask on, keep your helmet on. I'm okay with not seeing your face. In general, you're a Master Chief. Your helmet is who you are. It's not your face. It's not, you know, whatever else relations you have, whatever have you. It's just you and Cortana. Now both are there for a majority of the franchise. It's just you both back and forth. And that's basically it. So to see that season one was a bunch of Game of Thrones-esque kind of move um, TV series... It really threw me off. But this new season looks a bit promising, even though I don't like the fact that from what they've mentioned, they've mentioned that season two would be uh, Master Chief is leading a team of elite Spartans to fight against the Covenant, which I'm like, I'm not a fan of that either, to be honest. When it comes down to it, this I'm used to Master Chief being by himself. Or, at most, working with the Arbiter. Even that was like a uh, love-hate kind of relationship. Like, uh, I'm okay with you being here, but you don't need to be here. Because I'm Master Chief and that's what I do kind of thing. So, I, I prefer him not to be with the team. Now, if they said the, a team of elite Spartans was trying to, you know, stop him from doing certain things, then that, of course, brings you to Halo 5. Which, that story is, uh, okay. But in, in general, I think when I think about Master Chief, I think about him being solo by himself with Cortana, of course, being snarky, whatever have you. And I feel like those that's what you should concentrate on, the, the relationship between them both. That's what made Halo games so amazing because in general, you had them going back and forth on each other and he's just a revered Spartan to where it's like, yeah, who's going to be on this team? Like, who's who's going to slow him down kind of thing? Um, so uh, I can't wait for that. Plus, I'm used to him being like the last Spartan. That, that's what it's, that's what's been built to me. That's what I'm used to. 
So I see him with a team of Spartans. I'm like, uh, I'm not about this. He's, he was built as the last Spartan when you mentioned, well, when you played Halo 1, 2, and 3. And you mentioned that all the Spartans had died off, and he's the last one. So seeing him with a team of Spartans, it's like, uh, it kind of sullies the whole thing a little bit. So me watching this trailer, in general, it looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It looked a lot better than the first season did. So I'm hopeful that they do course correct, and I'm okay with him working with the Spartans for now. As long as it goes a little bit better for the story. Uh, I think even if you don't follow the actual video games themselves, I think that as long as your story is good and as long as it makes sense for what you're trying to tell, then awesome. Um, As long as you keep his helmet on. Less helmet taken off, more of him doing, you know, crazy action spots and whatnot. But yes, keep his helmet on. I think that's my my main thought and main main wish for season two. Keep your helmet on. Of course, make sure the story works out well. Keep your helmet on, and then keep your helmet on. I think that's the the biggest thing you can do, especially for this franchise. Less helmet taken off, more keeping it on. I know you want to show um, Pablo Schreiber's face, but I'm okay. Um, you can cover his face up a little bit. I like to hear the voice and just go from there. Um, as long as you do that, you're perfectly fine. But yeah, no more, no more helmet taken off. No more other things like that. But again, keep his helmet on. That that that's that's my Spartan. It comes down to it. But yes, that one. Yeah, I give one a thumbs middle for that one in general. We'll see what's up with that though. We'll definitely see what's up. Uh, next we have this couple of things from coming to theaters. A uh, section that I normally talk about with movies that came out this past week, I'll give it a, I'll pass, very hyped, somewhat interested of sorts. So we had two movies came out this past week. The first one being Re- Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. It's kind of going like behind the scenes of her Renaissance tour and, you know, getting an intimate scene with her, basically. Well, intimate movies for her, basically. Do I think it was awesome? Um, I didn't see it. Based on the trailer alone, I would have to give it a pass. Just because it didn't feel too special. It didn't feel too amazing. I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. And it's probably because it's not for me. I think that's what it is. I think there's other things that I felt more hyped to see. I think when I saw the J. Cole behind the scenes for Forest Hill Drive, I think that threw me a bit better of a bone because that's more my, my feel and vibe in general. So seeing this, I'm like, I'm not in a beehive. I think if you're a member of the beehive, you would want to see this movie. The same thing when it comes down to that Taylor Swift movie that came out about her um, tour as well, which I'm like, ah, I'm okay with not seeing that too. I'm not Swifty. So um, th- those two folks have at it. If you love Beyonce, watch the movie. I think it'll be a great little um, peer and view into her, um, into the the, the tour back, back scene kind of thing. So that, that should be fun for for y'all. The next movie we have here is Godzilla Minus One. So this movie here, I am super hyped to see. Even though there's another Godzilla versus Kong movie, or 
well, Godzilla Kong movie coming out very, very soon. I think this one will be better. Just because I'm looking at the trailer, I'm seeing everything there. Uh, it's all, it's in Japanese and um, has English subtitles, which isn't too bad because I'm used to um, watching, um, well, reading manga and then, of course, um, anime, watching anime in general. So I'm perfectly fine with doing both. So I'm seeing this trailer. It looks awesome. It looks amazing. Godzilla look, look, looks like a threat again. It's no longer a a side character to the the Kong character. Or it's not, no longer it looks kind of weird or whatever have you. So it looks pretty good. It looks pretty awesome. And I, I'll be honest, I can't wait to see it. It's one of the things where I'm actually pretty hyped. Actually very hyped to go see it. So I, I can't wait. So I'll probably go see that this week in general. Um, last but not least is the question of the week. I know we have a question of the week, and I've been instituting a question of the week just because it's awesome to get my thought process on a couple of things that might come out there. So if you have a question, definitely use the hashtag BeatOTR question of the week. So the question of the week this week is, which movie would you like a sequel to be made? Uh, this is one of the hard one to think of because there's so many good movies out there, and I'm a fan of sequels or reboots, not really prequels, and not because of Star Wars. Uh, I think in general, whenever you do a, as I said this earlier in this um, episode, is whenever you do a prequel, you're kind of stuck. So things like the Han Solo movie, you're kind of stuck doing certain things. Or if you don't do it exactly how you've mentioned it, then it kind of sullies the whole thing. So, especially the whole twelve parsec thing there. So, any any movie that I could see a sequel of, I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel of Pulp Fiction. It's one of those movies where it actually, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna keep Pulp Fiction. I was gonna change something else, but yeah, that that movie there, I wouldn't mind seeing something from it, like a part two of sorts, just because. That first part is such a crazy movie, and in general, I want to see what happened afterwards. Whenever um, the John Travolta, oh, actually, he passed away in that movie. Um, actually, yeah, Samuel Jackson. I want to see where he goes and what happens with his character. And from what it seems like, um, they've mentioned that. His characters in other movies, which probably happened. Um, th- those movies, those Quentin Tarantino movies, are always the ones where I don't follow too closely in general. So for me, I wouldn't mind a part two, seeing what happens with the Samuel Jackson character, what he does after um, the events of his um, Vincent character not surviving the whole thing and just going from there. It's, it's a crazy movie. I wouldn't mind seeing more. I wouldn't mind getting more of that atmosphere from those characters too it is it's an awesome movie but if i had another choice because that movie is pretty awesome i wouldn't mind seeing a oh there's another born movie coming out so that's a bad choice and then um there's another spider-verse movie coming out so that's another bad choice i would say the martian but no that movie already has something else coming out too. 
Alright, no, I'm um, sorry. It doesn't have anything coming out. It should not have anything come out because it kind of bookended the whole thing. Um, I want to see where we go from there, except for another place with another character. So I, I'm okay with not seeing it. It'll probably be, and of course not the Goonies, because I don't need to see it. Uh, folks were always throwing around the idea of the Goonies, but instead of it being the parents going through an adventure, it's the kids. Which, nah, I'm okay. I'm okay with not seeing that. I think Goonies 1 was all you need. Um, Goonies 2, seeing the the kids be parents. Nah, I'm okay. I'm, 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 all, I'm all right. If I did say that I didn't want to use in the past, that's the old me, new me, nah, I'm good. Uh, I prefer not to see that in general. But if I had to think about another movie sequel, I would probably pick... Let's see, what would I pick? It'd probably be something interesting. Because even, even now, I've, I've picked one movie, but then I changed it. Because in general, I was like, eh. Sahara. Actually, Sahara too. I wouldn't mind that. Because that was a, a fun movie. It's actually on YouTube movies. And I've always I watch it every single night now. Because it's kind of funny. It's kind of hilarious. Uh, and you could do more than one. Because that, that was a good movie. Um, Steve Hahn and Matthew McConaughey. Rain Wilson. And um, Penelope Cruz, I believe. I believe that was it. And, and William Macy. Um, so, yeah. I think, yeah. Sahara 2 would be a good one. Definitely. So, this is the end of the episode. You can find other episodes of the Bring On The Reviews podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and Tumblr at Bring On Reviews. And also on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. Know the in that one. Use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments you might have, some personal reviews, and suggestions you might ask, have as well. Um, you can visit our website, which is bringonreviews.com, for any movie reviews and this podcast you actually listen to. Um, you can also email us at um, info at bringonreviews.com for any questions, inquiries you might have. Thinking about reviewing a movie, love watching TV shows, then you should definitely join a team. Um, email me there and with the subject line of I want to join the review team and I'll let you know. Also, you can find me on all social media at Dwight Antc. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. And you can email me also at dc at bringonthereviews.com. And we'll catch you reviewers next time.